For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Another key returner for the Coastal Carolina football program is tight end Isaiah Likely, who was one of the best in the country last season, racking up 30 receptions for 601 yards and five touchdowns. He'll be one of the go-to options for quarterback Grayson McCall. For today's NFL Draft Prospects Podcast Spotlight interview, Ryan Roberts spoke to Likely about that potential path to the next level. First, I need to tell you folks about today's sponsor, which is Bet Online. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win championships, Bet Online has all of the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit their website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome to this Believe in NFL Draft Prospect podcast. It is a Thursday, so you know that we are bringing you an interview with one of the top returning players in all of college football. We have turned the page on the 2021 NFL Draft. So we're going to talk to some 2022 eligible players and even some 2023 potential players as well throughout the process. I have here a player that I believe could potentially be the top tight end drafted in the 2022 NFL draft. Very talented player. It's been an all-sun belt selection the last two seasons. Averaged over 20 yards a catch, over 600 yards for the regular season undefeated Coastal Carolina shout out to clears. I have Isaiah likely joining the show. Isaiah, appreciate you again, man. I know we've been trying to get this set up for a while, man, but I really appreciate you taking some time today. Appreciate you, my man. Happy to be on the show. I love it, man. I love it. And Isaiah, I kind of want to run this because I've been doing in preparation for the interview. I've been doing my background of you um, as a player, as a student athlete, but then also going all the way back to the recruiting side of things and just seeing, you know, where where the roots are of you as a football player. So I wanted to kind of take you back real quick. Everett High School, I know uh, in Massachusetts, I know you obviously you were a, a great football player. I know you guys had a dynamic stretch there at the end, you know, number one ranking in the state uh, down the stretch of your high school career. So real quick, if you could take me just through the recruiting coming out of Everett and why ultimately for you, Coastal was the best spot. Um, in Everett High, you know, I had a lot of FCS offers. You know, started getting a lot, of, a lot of attention as the season went on. Got Coastal near the end, near December. Coastal was one of my only visits. Went to Coastal, feeling real sick. They still told me to come. Uh, showed me love and affection to me, my family, and just the people uh, around me and who uh, made my circle. 
uh, didn't commit on the spot at Coastal when I went for my recruiting visit. So the position coach at the time, Nick Jones, flew all the way back and uh, had a dinner with me and the rest of my family that didn't come to the actual official visit. So I felt like them showing me that much love while I'm sick, not feeling too well, don't really want to be there. And still showing me the hospitality, love, and showing me all the players, just showed me that like this is the place I got to be. This is the family I want to be with. I love it, man. And one thing that I think has been very consistent for all the coastal guys that I've been able to talk to is I've been past the college. I've never like stopped and kind of enjoyed the sights, but everyone talks about just, you know, the, the atmosphere around the, around the college and the, you know, just the beautiful campus in general, after you kind of had made your decision and you kind of got to sit back and just take a look at the campus life and all that good stuff for you, what's, how special of a place is coastal now for you? Um, you know, Coastal is everything like a little kid dream of, like playing Division One football, playing on TV. Then, like that's that's only the football aspect. Then you get to the brotherhood in the locker room. Then you get to the the memories you're making. It's just a great place to be. You can see all on Twitter. We retweet all of our stuff. We always laughing and joking. Everybody love everybody at Coastal. It's it's perfect place to be if you want to play college football. I love it, man. And one thing that I'm really jealous about, and I was telling this to Grayson, uh, Grayson McCall when I was talking to him, was, man, you guys just look like, like, I'm thinking back on it. And, like, I had a lot of fun playing football, but I have never seen a group of guys that just seem to have so much fun. You got the bullets <laughs> flowing in the breeze. Like, there's just so much fun, man. Talk to me about that team, about the players around you, because I know you, you mentioned, you know, you guys have a great time and all that good stuff. But the brotherhood, and maybe to expand on that a little bit, just the, the special group of players that you guys have a part of the program? Um, so coming in as a freshman, my first two years at Coastal, we went five and seven. And we felt like the chemistry, it was all right, but it wasn't as it wasn't as strong as it needed to be. So that summer of my sophomore year, we preached chemistry, preached bonding. And like a lot of players just hang, started hanging out with everybody. And like, you know, the locker room usually some on some teams is a little diverse. Everybody be with their own like little little clicks, little groups. But my my sophomore summer, you could see everybody just start hanging out with everybody in the locker room. You could just walk up to everybody, and everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody backstory. And then that just going into uh, that spring, going into that uh, that fall camp, it was just a different type of atmosphere out there. Everybody was just for everybody. Everybody had your back, coaches included. And you could just see as the year went on, nobody really had more fun than Coastal, and we stood by that. And it wasn't like we was just having fun. We was winning games. We was doing what we had to do, and everybody had everybody's back on the field. It was no, not one, like, black swarm. Everybody was to the football. I scored, Grayson scored, or Shamari or Javon. Everybody was in the end zone celebrating, even our old linemen running 50 yards down the field, acting like they scored. It was just a fun place to be. Absolutely. And I, I really love, you know, kind of like, like you were talking about a little bit back to back five and seven seasons. And you guys have this magical season, which I think can't be undersold for the fact of you're dealing with COVID-19 at points, right. To begin, you know, into from the spring into the fall, are we going to have a season? I'm sure at some points that probably crossed your guys' mind, like, is this going to hold up? Are we going to be able to have a full season? Just thinking back to all the trials and tribulations that the pandemic threw at you guys, how difficult was that? And then now looking back on it, just being able to navigate that and to have the season, it has to be overly rewarding just to think of all the things that you guys overcame throughout the process. 
Hundred percent. I mean, uh, dealing with COVID during the season, it was just like you couldn't actually be a college student, if that makes sense. So like you couldn't do uh, like your regular basic routines, like either like go chill with your friends on the weekends after a game, or like go see like random students on campus like during during the week. So like you actually really had to like be bought into the team and understand like it's just bigger than you. And I feel like as the season went on. Like a lot, of, a lot of our team just started understanding that and bought into the actual dream that we were trying to like fulfill. Like we were trying to win a conference championship, and like after after first, after can after we beat Kansas, it was just everybody was on board. Everybody was just together, and we didn't really have we didn't have a COVID case for like over eight weeks until we played Lafayette, and then that's when that's when just stuff started. Like COVID, COVID was inevitable. Like you was like it just happened. So. It is what it is. Yeah. And obviously you guys did, did the best of what you had. And I think obviously, you know, I, I know Grayson had said you guys were picked last to finish in the conference and you end up with this yeah. undefeated season. <laughs> Thinking about that fact of the special season you guys had, but then also, you know, your season, 30 catches for over 600 yards, 20 yards a catch as a tight end is absolutely absurd. Three straight years of five touchdowns. Did this, did you guys, I know you were talking about like you knew that each other had everybody's back and there was kind of a different feeling. Did this, was this your expectation to have an undefeated regular season or did you guys even exceed what expectations you had set forth? Um, our expectation was to go undefeated. So we didn't meet expectations, but um, we did want to win a conference championship, which we did. We did want to show that we wasn't last in the conference, which we did. We did want to show we can compete with anybody at any time, which we did. Scheduling BYU three games before, three days before the game. Uh, we just felt like we was able to go up against anybody at any given moment. With the offense we had, with the defense we had, with the special teams we had, we just felt like the disrespect that was happening at the beginning of the season through our past just amped us up more during the season because not nobody knew what we actually had in the tank until they actually started to play us. And if you look at the scoreboards in any game, you understood that Coastal wasn't here to play around. Absolutely. And I know you've been a three-year contributor to the team, so this was not your first, you know, big season. You had had a dominant <laughs> sophomore season. You had five touchdowns as a freshman. So this was, you know, same old story kind of for Isaiah, likely to, yeah. to a degree. But kind of looking at your progression over the last couple of years as a player, what do you feel like has been the biggest improvements in your game as a football player? Uh, the biggest improvement I'd probably say is dialing up in the film room, just understanding not just my job, but trying to understand like the O-line, O-line's job, Grayson's first, second, second read, uh, the way defenses, <clears throat> the defensive fronts, defensive schemes in the back, back in the secondary, and just understanding what they're doing before it actually happens. And I feel like that just helps me in my, in my route game and really just blocking in general. During uh during the actual game, and just slowing it a lot more down, because as a freshman when you come in it's it's quick everything you don't really know a lot and they just throw you in the fire if you're good and it's just like you got to pick up as as the game as the season goes on. But me being a junior, coming into a lot of games, I just understood football on a whole nother level, and just really just played the play the game I I like to play and just killed anybody that was in front of me. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. <laughs> and obviously you guys had a explosive offense, special offense, had the chance to talk to CJ when he was going through his process as well. And it was a 
you know, you mentioned Javon and, and a lot of great football players, Grayson, of course, good offensive line. Talk to me a little bit about the expectations now, because you're, the season you guys had from an offensive perspective was obviously special. I know that the bar has been set even a little higher and kind of adding into that. Can you just talk to me a little bit about the connection that you have with Grayson and what makes him such a special player? Um, for the offense standpoint, we feel like we, we can score on any team, any defensive nation. So offense standpoint, we trying to play at least, at least 30, 35 to 40 points a game. And that's just off of no, we can do it day in and day out. And great Grayson, you know, I don't know if Grayson told told you, but Grayson had COVID at the beginning of that spring. So Grayson didn't uh, do. I mean, was it spring or it was either spring or fall camp? Yeah, he had said he had said that he had to go through two different sections of quarantining yeah. because of his roommates and stuff. And I was like, wow. So he basically missed like a full month right before yeah. the season, which is insane. So, but Grayson Grayson's a film guru, so he's in he's in just trying to get in the playbook, trying to do what he's doing. And um, at the time, like, we do uh, ROAs, and Grayson, like, looking at me, he's like, yo, I, like, I want it. I want to start a squad. I'm like, just go get it then. And then he come back on a whole nother Grayson level. He's over here just wowing people. And, like, I, Grayson does what Grayson does day in and day out. And, um, you know, just the connection that Grayson has on the field, the, the, the leadership he shows day in and day out, like, Grayson is who you want as your number one quarterback at any school. He's a he's a leader. He's a dog. He's a competitor, and just that that really like lifted up the offense to a whole nother level. You couldn't you couldn't stop what what we was doing when we was in flow, and it was just great to have. So the connection as with with a freshman at that time because Grayson ain't never played an actual full season. Mm-hmm. So coming into his sophomore year, where he knows he's quarterback one. It's just a whole a whole nother connection you're gonna see the whole year. <laughs> I'm excited about it, man. I'm yeah. really excited. And one cool thing that I, I was thinking about, and we were talking about a little bit, Isaiah, was the fact that like usually players, you know, interviews, right? They're gonna say, Oh, the best defense I see every day is the one I see in practice. And usually it's, you know, it's it's kind of player talk a little bit, it's coach <laughs> talk, but then Honestly, in your situation, playing against guys like Teron Jackson, who just got drafted by the Eagles, the Jordan Strong, who I'm a big fan of, Silas Kelly, Teddy Gallagher, C.J. Brewer, Jeffrey Gunter, that is literally probably yeah. the best defense that you are going to see every Saturday. So talk to me about that defense and how much of a help they are to you as a development of a football player. Oh, yeah. I got – everybody knows um, my defense is is it. So, like, I play against the best linebackers you can ever play with. I play with Silas Kelly. Teddy Gallagher at linebackers that are just freaks at their positions. They understand football on a whole nother level. So when you see them, you just got to be on your A game a day in and day out. And they gave me the best look. They 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 just it. I love my boys. And then on on the secondary standpoint, going against guys like the Durham Strong, Jordan Morris, Derek Bush, Alex Spillum, um, it's just a competitive aspect. Like me and DeJordan will bicker butt heads every day in practice because between the white lines. They understand they ain't friends for like the good two hours, two and a half hours we out there. We're just going at it, trying to get the best out of each other. But once we once we're done, once all said and done, like they they my my boys. Like I was just on the phone with the joint yesterday talking about it. Can't wait to get back to the guys. And then on the defensive line, I had the best defensive line in the nation. I could stand by that every single day. From Jerron Jackson, Gerard Clark, Jeff Gunner, and CJ Brewer. But uh <clears throat> 
you know, CJ, CJ and Teron picking up that big brother role for the team. Really, CJ Brewer picking up a big brother role for me, just showing me the rope, showing me leadership aspects to, you know, lead my position group. It's just like him showing the young guys what to do day in and day out, how to be a, a role model, how to be a, a complete football player. It's just great. Like, you you ain't never going to see – like I like you said, I ain't never going to see a better defense than when I had to see six out of the seven days a week. I love it, man. And and it was really funny. You know, again, I was talking to Grayson <laughs> about that, and I was like, usually that's a cliche, but in this, yeah. in this reality, it is absolutely true. So – that's a, that's a lot of fun. I know that the defense and the team in general is just filled with a lot of great football players. I'm kind of curious because you mentioned guys that had kind of big brother role. Maybe they are players that, you know, lead by example, and maybe you try to emulate the leadership qualities, all that good stuff. I'm curious about you, whether it is growing up or it is now, are there some players, NFL players, past players, whatever, that you watch a lot that maybe you try to emulate parts of their game for yours? Um, for the like, I don't really have a specific favorite quote unquote NFL player. I usually try to take because nobody's perfect, so I try to take different parts of different people's games. So, uh, I watched a little bit of Travis Kelsey, Waller, Evan Ingram, and um, just just uh, little receivers down here and there, a little bit of Julio, just just seeing what they could do in and out of cuts and out of breaks, and then uh, a little bit of Kittle just because he's a dog in the run game, so just trying to get his tenacity, trying to get his competitive nature. But um, you know, just really I watch everybody. I don't try to I don't try to sing anybody out because everybody got their own little little knack. That's why they're in the league. That's why they play at the highest level possible. So just trying to perfect my craft to be tight end one off the board. I love it, man. I love it. And kind of my next question, Isaiah, is you know, I think that you have a very good opportunity to potentially be that top tight end in the country. So the the things you've already accomplished are fantastic, but for you to not only be considered one of the best, but potentially to be the best tight end in the country, what's the next step in your development? What are the, what are the key things that are going to, to buoy you to being that top player in the country? Um, be the top player in the country, uh, hearing around that te- teams are questioning, I guess, if I can quote unquote block, I guess, per se. But I mean, if you're trying to film, there's game like game in and game out. I'm blocking D linemen, I'm blocking linebackers, I'm blocking secondaries. But I mean, if you want to actually see "quote unquote" blocking, I will put it on the film. Day game in and game out, I'm competitor. So lot like my sophomore season, they were talking about I had no yards after catch. I had three. I had three explode. I had three fifty plus yard touchdowns, and I had over 10, 25 yard receptions. So like it's just you know it's just talking the air and just builds players with with a competitive nature like myself to just go out and get it and show them that like there's no flaws in my game. That's funny because I you know it, it, it obviously people are going to nitpick and everything, but everything I always watch, I'm just like at, at no point in my evaluation of you did I write down like a minus next to blocking because you guys want an option <laughs> offense. I'm like, he has to block. <laughs> he's, yeah. no, he's, no, he's no use, but he, he has to block. <laughs> There's no excuse there. And kind of the last thing, a couple of things I wanted to ask you, Isaiah, is I know the bar has been set a lot higher now because you had that undefeated season and you guys, you already talked about like, Hey, we thought we were going to go undefeated anyway. So mm-hmm. we're, um, you know, I know the bar is already high at this point, but looking at it now, the next step, what are the goals heading now into the 2021 season, individually and team-wise? What are some things that you want to accomplish? Team-wise, 
we want to be, we want to finish the regular season undefeated and we want to win a bowl game. We want to get into a New Year's Six this year instead of Cure Bowl. We feel like we could play against the power five top dogs in the nation. So just, just trying to have, the, just trying to get really into that New Year's Six by any means possible. It don't matter who we got to play to get in there. We're trying to get in there. Um, really to finish, like we got a good conference. So just to finish un, uh, undefeated, play every team the best of our capabilities, put points on the board and have them limit their points on the board. And I know Black Swarm going to do that for me. Um, individually wise, um, trying to have my first thousand yard season and ha- trying to have at least double digit touchdowns. I think that's possible with the quarterback and the offensive scheme I run and the just the type of player I am and just what I've been doing in the offseason to be able to do that. And especially with having um, having great help from Javon Hiley, Cam Brown, and my two running backs, uh, Reese White and Shamar Jones. I feel like in my O lines, crazy dogs. So I know they, I know it's not it's not impossible, but I know I'm gonna have to put the work in to be able to get what I want. And then, really, after it's all said and done, and after throw the film on just to get my name out there in the draft. Love it, man. And that's kind of the last question I had for you is obviously I'm a big believer that I think you're going to be very highly coveted by NFL teams with the, the, I mean, the athleticism pops off the film, but then also the all around aspect, I think of your game as well, creating those explosive plays, being able to block, check a lot of boxes. And now kind of looking forward to this, like this time next year, you're professional, you're potentially a professional football player. So just kind of have that in mind for a second. How long has that been a dream? And what type of blessing would that be overall to know that you're so close to that dream? Uh, I've been thinking about this since I've been four years old. I mean, I've been playing football for a long time. Always been putting a smile on my face. It's always my way to, like, clear my head, get out of the whole aspect. But it is it is a big blessing. I thank God every day that he gives me the opportunity to play the game I love at the highest possible level day in and day out. Now he actually can create my dream to play in the NFL, and that it can all it can all happen in a little bit more time. Is being that's the word that so we have this thing where we pick the word our word of the year, mm-hmm. and my word was patience. So just understand and be patient, and that my time's coming, and that like I've been just just keep doing what I've been doing because I've been doing the right things from this day since I've been a little kid. So just don't switch it up. Don't try to do too much. And just keep doing what I've been doing. But yeah, I just, it always puts a smile on my face when I think about it, but I don't try to think too much of it because mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, it's it's on the way, but it ain't here yet. I, I still got a whole nother, I still got a whole season, a whole lot of college football, a whole lot of children I got to play. So, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, again, for any NFL draft fans or any college football fans, make sure to keep an eye on number four for Coastal Carolina this year. Fantastic tight end. I think he's probably going to be an All-American this year. High draft pick. So Isaiah likely star tight end out of Coastal. Isaiah, appreciate you, man. Again, this was awesome. Kind of finally set it up. Get an inside look. This was fantastic just to get the backstory, man. I really appreciate it. Anytime, my man. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.